236 is this one. Are you harsh on yourself? Being savage in your own mind in a way that you would never be to a friend, your partner or your kids? I'm guessing you're nodding because it's super common that we beat up on ourselves to the point of feeling like a failure and feeling shame. What if I said this exact thought process is the self-sabotage cycle itself? The harsh words you say to yourself is self-sabotage. Hmm, I hear you thinking. (laughs) On today's episode, I'm going to talk to you about two specific tools that I use in my own brain and with clients to change this self-sabotage into a much better way to move towards success without hating on yourself, which sounds much nicer, doesn't it? Let's dive in. Welcome to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. You've tuned in because you want to start taking your health seriously, so you don't, well, get sick and die. Here we talk all things health, nutrition, and human optimization. Let's jump into it with your host and resident scientist, Maddie Lansdowne. Hey, what's up, my healthy friends? Welcome back to another episode of the show, Coaching with Maddie. So one of the interesting things that happens when we are navigating any change or different situation in our life is that there is this inherent default that we feel that pulls us back to old patterning. And the thing is that in the beginning of this uh, situation, we don't actually know what, ev- what we even mean by the term old patterning. And what I mean by old patterning is the same ways of thinking and the same ways of being and the same ways of behaving that we always have, right? And so the interesting thing about being an adult is that most adults aren't really adults. They're just in an older body, right? All that's changed is that their body has aged. They still think the same as they did when they were children. They still act the same as they do that were when they were children. And they're just in an older body. And they might be able to contain it a little better. And many people think that that's what the definition of maturity is, being able to contain your chaos, right? Which maybe is true. But what's better is actually figuring out how to let go of such chaos, right? And this is a big reason that I phrase this statement in this way, which is in 2023, it's my mission to coach 500 people to stop the binge eating and savage self-talk cycle so they can lose weight whilst feeling in control and without restriction along the way. Why savage self-talk? Because I've discovered that that is one of the most common things that people have in their brain that is the same from when they were kids or teenagers or young adults. Not much has changed. In fact, many people get more and more savage as they get older. So let me ask you this, right? If savagery worked, why didn't it work the first time? Why are you still doing it? If it didn't work for the first 25 years, why are you still pulling on the same tool to make yourself change, right? This is because you're stuck in old patterning. Literally, what I mean by old patterning, if we're talking physically, is the neurons in your body that electrons and electrical impulses run along in order to deliver messages and to stimulate uh, hormones and neurotransmitters that create a feeling. And you have, that, you have a situation in your body that you're so highly familiar with, that, and these things happen in a very specific order. And this is what essentially what becomes a habit, right? Whether it be a thinking habit or whether it be a doing habit, It's a habit. And the sequence of events is what happens in our body that we feel so highly familiar to that when we don't do it, we feel discomfort. We feel unsafe, right? We feel like, oh, something's not right, right? In in that situation. So what we actually do is we go back to our old patterning 
which then means that we do all the same stuff we've done for 25 years to produce the same outcome, which is fuck all, (laughs) right? So what we need to do is actually go about it differently. Sure, there's a lot of utility for being savage. And as a man myself, I really benefit from a savage approach to some things, right? To some things, not all things. Because I've learned through the experience of my life and retrospectively analyzing, oh, when I repeat that response to a situation or I repeat that tool, use, I repeat the action of using a tool in order to get a, an outcome, if it worked, I wouldn't be in this situation analyzing the data. I would just be positively progressing with my life, right? And it's exactly the same with your body image, the way that you feel in your own skin, the way that you are in your own life, the health status that you've created for yourself, is that this is possibly, for many people, not a place that being savage is a good idea because it would have worked, right? It would have worked. And for many of the people that it has worked for, it has been through sheer grit and willpower and tearing themselves to shreds. And I've actually personally worked with stage athletes and people that were, have been in magazines for fitness and modeling and different things that many years on have told me and showed me the photos. They're like, oh, this is what I was doing in the 90s or this is what I was doing in the early 2000s. Um, and it was actually the most unhealthy that I ever was because it took so much ruthlessness in my mind towards myself in order to create this outcome. And then behind the scenes, I was so freaking hungry that I was binging on donuts and then vomiting them up and, you know, those bulimic tendencies. And so I'm not saying this is all people. I'm just saying that there's evidence that suggests that that is not the right path, even if you do get the outcome, right? There's, a, there's probably a small group of people where being horrible and savage to yourself actually works and has positive outcomes and doesn't have a net negative effect. But for most of us, we need to work on this savage self-talk. So I want to give you these tools in order to change this story. Because if you've been like me before, which is that you're in a situation where you're tired, you're worn out, there's a lot, lots going on, you end up at, at the supermarket, you're buying Cadbury chocolate, you're buying cookies, you know, you, you might have even had some fast food last night because you get home too late and you're too knackered. And then you wake up and you just feel like shit because you've put loads of shit in your body. Um, and you're like, I'm a fucking shit person. Like, I'm so freaking weak. Like, I do this all the time. Why the fuck can't I get my shit together, right? Um, and I'm sure that's happened to you. This is literally why the, this is in the mission statement. I have done this so many times, right? And the people I work with are usually older than me. And so they've done it for even more years. So that these this old patterning is even deeper. It's even deep, more deeply rooted in our own mind, our own consciousness, and our physical biology. The neurons are thicker as we get older. So we have to go about this a different way because that shit doesn't work, right? That does not work. Otherwise, it would have worked the first time, okay? So what do we need to do differently? These are the two ideas that I want to introduce to you today. And I think that they transformed my life. I genuinely mean that. Not in an overnight kind of way, in a years and years and years of practicing this. And I still have to practice this. But most of the time, I'm able to do this. So whenever you have this negative, heavy, uncomfortable feeling come up of all of this self-savagery that's coming, instead of that being the destination of your journey that you're on, your emotional eating journey or your negative situation can be about anything. Instead of that being the destination of like, oh, I've arrived back here at being horrible to myself. I'm a piece of shit. Yep. And then you, you just sit in it. It's not the destination. We're going to change the thought process. It's a signpost, right? Because you're a human. 
those those voices are always going to be there. It's about figuring out how to converse with them and navigate them. So they're not a destination, they're a signpost. And that signpost says, you need to employ these two things. You need to employ exploration and you need to employ curiosity. What, that, what I mean by that is that if you think about children or even adults that go exploring, it's an adventure, right? And I'm not saying pretend like it's going to be the time of your life. Personal development usually feels pretty shitty. <laughs> um, but there's a lot of positives that come out of it. So you want to be an explorer. You want to be curious about what's going on and explore the environment. Like, oh, ask yourself, you know, a curious explorer asks questions and they go down pathways and they go towards the unknown thinking, what if, what if? So as all of the self-savagery and self-horribleness comes up, it's not a destination. And I want you to literally say, say that to yourself. When you catch yourself there, this is not a destination. This is a signpost to be curious, to explore this space. What's going on? Why, why am I so horrible to myself? What did I do yesterday? Is it reasonable to be horrible to myself? And if the answer is yes, maybe the next question is, is it reasonable to be continually beating myself up when I know this doesn't actually help solve the problem? What's a, what's a different way that I could do this? Is there a reason that I'm in this situation to begin with that I don't, I'm unaware of, that I don't really know? You know, start asking questions because as soon as all of the negative shit comes up, it loses its negative power and control over you once you start becoming curious and asking it questions. There's a, a saying in, in sales where the person asking the question is in control. So if you start getting curious, you are now in control of the direction that these feelings will take you. And that's where you want to be. You do not want to be a victim to your old patterning, which is so deeply embedded that it absolutely derails you every time it comes up for days on end. We want to be in control. We're not denying that this is a part of us that is true. We're not denying that this, in some cases, this savagery has utility. We're not denying that some of it, you know, we're not, it's, what I want to say there is actually, we're not, we're not doing the positive psychology thing of just pretending it's all fine, right? We want to acknowledge it. And that's what being curious does. We want to acknowledge it, give it attention, move towards it, but curiously asking questions that dig us, basically dig us out of the problem to a place where we're like, oh, okay, I have a lot more understanding about myself now. And with that understanding, you can then go and act differently. This doesn't happen overnight. It takes daily practice. It takes many years and it's something that I'm still working on, but it's incredibly useful to spend less and less time in that place of self-loathing, self-hatred, uh, um, even if it's to do with other people, anger. Like I use it when I've got difficulty with other people in my life or other you know, systems and entities and whatever in my world, um, which sounded like a bit conspiracy theory aliens. What I mean by that is businesses and companies. <laughs> and I, I employ this too. If I'm starting to get, say, pissed off at the tax department, I get curious and it takes me out of that pissed off state really rapidly. Not to the illusion of, uh, you know, everything's fine, but just to a place where I'm more in control of what's going on. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend, a family member. Give us five stars on all of the things. Um, and I hope to catch you here really soon. I will talk to you, I guess, on the next episode. See ya. 
Thanks for listening to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. If you love this episode and health information is your thing, then please consider subscribing to the show. And when you're done, head over to iTunes, Google Podcast, or whichever app you use, and we'd be grateful if you could leave us a five-star rating and write a review sharing your opinion on the show as it really helps the podcast grow. Thanks so much, and I'll see you on the next episode. Whilst the presenter that feature on this podcast endeavour to provide accurate information, it cannot possibly take into account your individual circumstances, and therefore the content on this podcast provided by any of the speakers is not intended as advice in any way for any individual, and should not be a replacement for professional medical or health advice of any nature. Always seek advice regarding your personal situation from a qualified medical professional.